you know it's No Ideas Original. Welcome to the No Ideas Original podcast featuring Shanon, Mr. Rob, and Ken. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's going on, chat? Yeah. Yo, you know who I've been um, having conversations with? Zane. Are you? Yeah. with the brother, yo. Yeah, Zane is good. He good. He good. He was going to try to um come on, but he said he had to work. But he's, you know, he's just sound like Zane want to make a return. Listen, you know, we welcome Zane. Zane is the pioneer of finding people for us, bro. <laughs> and, and, and getting us all wrapped up with all sorts of, yo, we had some wild guests from Zane. Shout out to Zane. Yeah, yeah. So it's a possibility Zane will be joining us. Um, again, if y'all don't know who Zane is, go back and look at like some of our earlier episodes when we first started. First Zane was, um, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zane was instrumental, like Rob said. You know, he was a big contributor. He helped us find a lot of guests. He helped us find a lot of guests that, truthfully, honestly, I would have, I wouldn't have even thought that they were good guests. You know, that they turned out to be really good guests. I'm thinking about like the B Perk dude. Um, Arash Malek, remember him, the dude who was making like, the Tesla dude. Willie Esco, I think he helped with, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, so 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 Zane was uh he was instrumental in getting us on our first our first interview with Ron G, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, he definitely helped broker that. What's up? What y'all been up to for um this week? Me, I've been I've been studying my um my koala sample, bro. I was just mm. telling y'all in the in the back, um, learning my chops, getting it, bro. I'm getting I'm getting the tempo and how to break it up. So now you hear you can hear a sample, but now I can chop it up. Where you be like, hold on, let's change. He changed that. Did he change that? So, so mm. I'm, I'm learning that. That made, that made me feel good when I first got. It. You know what I keep telling? Did you work on recreating what I the joint I said that you should recreate? Yes. <laughs> Okay. Actually, I, I dumped a lot of my old stuff because because of the sound. Thanks to you, you caught that that, that mm. air sound. So now I'm able to pull it straight to my iPad and it sounds quality. So, nice. Okay. Y'all looking forward to the um the Super Bowl? Yeah, man. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I don't care about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of interested to see to see it because. I, I kind of want to see, like, what's out. I listen to um, Pat Mahomes, and, like, you know, the sad thing about it is that anybody that wins, we eventually start hating them. So they become mm-hmm. the villain. They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they was asking him, how do you feel about being the villain? He was like, all right, you know, I embrace that. I like being the villain. I'm good with that. As long as it's associated with winning, he was like, Tom Brady was the villain. At a point, people hated New England. Yeah, I, I, I still hate New England. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, but they like, my hate me for winning. I heard another crazy scenario about that. When I hear a, a scenario that could actually take place in the next year or so, What's Bill Belichick wants to close the Giants, and Rex Ryan might be coming <laughs> back to the Jets. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, so you have right. Belichick and Ryan. No, yeah. that's so that's that's real nostalgic of Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know, bro. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't know about that one because you see, Woody Johnson was like, "You need to win." Right, and I know he got the pedigree, he got the years of experience. He can wear that good old what they call play caller red jacket, the red the red Giants jacket, play caller, whatever call player. I don't know, man. I don't think that's a good. We'll yeah, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of. Um... Bill Belichick either. I, I don't. I'm, dude is not my cup of tea. The weirdo. 
He's definitely not as well. Who's your prediction? Uh, Villa will be the villain. The Giants will be the villain with them. No, I think I, I like to see I like to see Kansas City win. Just because I mean I I, I look at it and don't get me wrong I, I don't know about that whole game manager thing, but they they put in a lot of like a lot of credence like like. I looked and actually, you know, Kansas City on some things. It was, I don't know if it's changed. It was changed. They the underdog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's going to give it that's more fuel yeah. for the fight. Yeah. Kansas City's the underdog. Yeah. Underdog. I think, weren't they the underdog last year, too? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not. I, I'd be lying if I said that I was a believer in Brock Purdy. I think it'll be a closer game than what people think. But I feel like Kansas City probably will squeak it out just based on Pat Mahomes. Um, yeah. Experience is it um, a dynasty? No, if he wins, I think so. I think because they've been in the Super Bowl for the last five years. Um, yeah. and to me, to me, Pat Mahomes in Kansas City that was the best example of I've ever seen of them in terms of drafting a quarterback, developing a quarter, quarterback behind a decent quarterback, developing him behind Alex Smith, and allowing yeah. him to his own. Um, you know, and I think that they find different ways to win, like you know. This year, it's more so about their defense than their yeah. offense, you know. And, and Andy Reid is an amazing coach, um, so I, I wouldn't be, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they squeaked out a close one, you know. Um, but if San Francisco won, they won, you know. Like, yeah. um, as long as New England ain't winning, I'm good. They ain't gonna be winning for a while. So as long as winning, I'm, I'm good. And Yo, we don't see enough for the young lady, so we don't want to see no more Miss Swift. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. play, football, play football and buy twenty dollars waters and you know all that stuff. <laughs> Man, let's talk about what everybody's been talking about to start off the show with um, Club Shay Shay, which is becoming sort of like Club. I don't know if it's Club Confession or Club Messy or whatever yeah. it is, but I mean, like anybody seems like that go there, they go and sit on that couch. And they just got heat for people, you know. Um, so if people haven't seen it yet, go look at the Club Shay Shay interview with the comedian Monique. You know, this, I feel the same way like the that Cat Williams. Like, to me, she didn't say anything else that I hadn't heard her say in the last right. um, 14 years. Right. But it's something about that couch that 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 sort of has magnetized um, viewers, you know, because, like, the viewers, <laughs> right? like, 9 million people tune in to Whoa. hear people... Go on, on, on these people. Five and everything in 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta love it. Let me tell you, he he's making a killing though. Club Shay Shay. He... <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. I guess I have a, a, a couple of questions and thoughts around this. So first thing I'm gonna go with is number one, as a result of this interview on Club Shay Shay, where does Monique go from here? Does this help to catapult her career? Uh, does it? No, I, I think it kind of puts you off guard. I think it, it kind of just plateaus. I mean, she can she can make a rise on her own. Maybe she can do little spot specials like Cat Williams or um, get, get a little toward some toward days going. I don't see it where it catapults her anywhere from where she is. Honestly, mm. what do you think, Kenyatta? I I don't think so either. Like I, I will say this, like. Even with Cat Williams thing, we I mean be honest, people liked Cat Williams before <laughs> before the <laughs> I see where you're going. I can't really say, you know, I was overwhelmed by anything that Monique did prior to this. So I don't know mm-hmm. how this would make me want to hear her more. 
Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't see how this gonna help her at all. I mean, her banter hasn't changed. She's been keeping it the same. She hasn't. It doesn't seem like she's making up stories about the stuff she's been doing. But she mm-hmm. kind of took it backwards, though, because she had that movie that everybody liked, like that movie. What was it that, like the horror yeah, thing she, where she did? She did a she did a horror movie that somebody did. Yeah. yeah, she was like um mm-hmm. like possessed or something. I don't know. If no, I never seen that. Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's or one of them. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> it was recent too. But um, I I think that I think that um, first first too, she's really was crossing a lot of powerful people. Like yeah. I mean, Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry got his niche sewed up, so you know that's not gonna work for her. And Tyler Perry paid like I don't know how much money he pays people, but he gets recurrent reoccurring work, so it works out the same. Sure. So I don't I don't know how much that that's gonna work for. And Oprah Oprah could Oprah could drop a bad word and you could be going nowhere. Like it could but, be well, that's that's where she's alleging that because that based on their word that that's what's preventing her career from excelling. So the two things that's most disturbing about this interview to me is that one the stuff with Kevin Hart I thought was foul because if she's saying that Kevin Hart had this great conversation with her and then afterwards told her, yo, I'm going to help you out. I'm executive produce, whatever the project is. And then he didn't follow through. Right. You know, like, that's crazy. Like, why would you even make that promise to Monique? Prior to Monique coming on, coming to sit down with Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart already knew what Monique's reputation was. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if he got overzealous during the interview and felt compelled, like, all right, I have to do something because you know, listening to her story, I need to act on it. And then reached out to these different people to try to make something happen and found out that these people, that that bridge has been burned and that they don't want to be involved with her in that capacity. That was one. And I think the stuff with Oprah Winfrey was really foul. Like Oprah Winfrey um, interviewing her family or interviewing her brother that sexually abused her or whatever. Like, I don't see any justification that Oprah Winfrey could make for something like that. Like that to me is very low. Yeah, and, and, and horrible. Like I can't, I can't co-sign. That was a chess, that was a chess, that was a chess move to further sink more into her hole, so people can have a, a, a perception about it, what she's been through. And like she's now, she's she's like like Tiffany Haddish now. Now she's struggling to get a spot, and, and people to pay attention to her. Man, when, in this business or in any business, you you really can't go off anybody's word. I mean, whatever Kevin Hart said he would do, mm. you should know in this business that is just fucking poppycock. Why would they say that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> tell pens hit papers and lawyers and everybody else. Is yeah, until it's, until until it's, it's <clears throat> I will say this, this it's kind of like what Dave Chappelle said about the only thing that's the only thing that gets me is that other other um races don't do this to each other. Um like like put put, put the put yeah. the word up. So here's his here's my thing though. Okay. I look at it like this. Um regardless what industry you're in, whoever you are as a person, you know, there are narratives that are created by people. Like we create our own narrative and then there are other people that create narratives about us. Right. What it comes down to is when people actually inter, you know, interact with us, do we do something that dispels the narrative that other people yeah. have created of us? Or do we do something to develop whatever narrative or perception, however we want to be received? And yeah. from my perspective, having listened to Monique for all these years, you know, I think that all of the gripes and issues and concerns and stuff that she said, I believe, I believe it's true. I believe it's true. I just don't think that she's done anything to dispel 
the narrative around the stuff that people is saying you know like um and it, this is kind of like apples to orange to compare but i think about a dude like 50 cent like 50 cent you know if we want to talk about blackball 50 cent was blackballed in the music industry for an extended period of time yeah. you know where people weren't taking meetings with him or anything but he kind of you know got low put great product together made great music right. and then it became undeniable and then based on that like all of those people that murder inc may have had the opportunity to um to prevent 50 from working with 50 cent became so hot it never it worked undeniable. It worked. Yeah, undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it was undeniable it was like yo this okay this is the narrative murder inc has created as it relates to him but if you look at the narrative that he's actually portrayed like this is a talented artist with amazing work ethic he's a good he's this yeah. he's that or whatever and he as a result of it he developed these great business relationships with people that at once upon a time may have listened to the stuff that murder Inc. said about him so now i step back and i'm looking i look at monique and i'm like all right what has monique done to right. spell that narrative because we're 14 years in past precious and i really think that there's a part of it based on the stuff that Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey may have said about her that hindered her her career but there's another part of it that she may have missed opportunities because she won an Academy oh, Award an Academy, oh, Academy oh, Award for Precious and at, coming off an Academy Award you spent more time arguing about Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey <laughs> than actually advancing your career you know what? And as a result of that, it's kind of played into the narrative of what they created about you. It's like, yeah, she's difficult. And what is your approach to people now when you interact with people? You know, they already, they've already put put lens, lens on in people's eyes and they see you as being difficult. What do you do? You get out there and you do stuff that sort of reinforces the narrative you know, that they created. You got to be careful, man. Once you reach a certain plateau, you can't allow that to be your benchmark. There may, it may be time to need to ride the bus again. You know what I mean? She mm -hmm. she may need to build a better product. What has she done in 14 years that can say someone, I'll take a shot with Mo? There's mm -hmm. nothing out there. Maybe that maybe that's the reason why Kevin Hart reneged. He's like, what has she done? All she's done is complain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think if she gets out there and like hits the, you know, hits the club circuit and stuff, like you said, puts out good material. Puts together some right. good stuff. She has to rebuild her brand and rebuild her reputation. So Mike Epstein, mm -hmm. he's been doing that for a minute. He'll get a little spot dates here and there, a couple of places. You build up your name, and all of a sudden, yo, Mike Epstein's back on the circuit. Now he's all over the place. Well, her position is that Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry <laughs> killed those opportunities for her. That's what she basically all, said. Every last okay, I can understand this. They, <laughs> they killed it on, like, let's say, um, on Film? TV shows or movies, yeah. but they can't stop her from going on comedy tours. I mean, they, they don't control a lot. I mean, Cat Williams is playing in Atlantic City this weekend. I don't think they could tell Monique to call up Atlantic City and say, not have Monique. Right. She just doesn't, she she has she doesn't have the body of work or the material. Right. Well, here's, the other, might... here's the other thing though. So the other there was a the third thing that I kind of I'm like, eh, you know, I could see her point on also like for her to say that people that Tyler Perry had agreed to meet with her, but he said that her husband couldn't be present. That's crazy to me. Like you can't tell somebody their significant mm -hmm. other, their spouse, can't be present. Like I don't I'm not in agreement with that. I think that she has the right to have her spouse in the room. Um, um, also a manager. You, it, you yeah, know what? 
Well, yeah, I mean, oh, okay. That's a manager. I was going to say under what context or something. Yeah. Well, well you know, so, so here's the thing, though. Whether he was a manager or not, if it's a, if 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 it's her spouse, you know, why can't her spouse be in the room? Maybe they had a previous interaction, and he makes the interactions contentious. That well, that's be... and that's what I think the issue is. So, what you're saying, like they must have had some sort of interactions, and as a result of those interactions, these people don't want to deal with her. So then, my next question to you all is that. Um, there's a part of her that I really appreciate in terms of the loyalty, right? Where she's loyal to her husband. And then there's another part of her that I, that I look at and I say, well, not her. I look at her husband and say that, uh, you know, I would say as a husband, like, am I hurting your brand? Yeah. If people are reluctant to work with you because of me and this is your dream, how does that, how does that work? Like, you know, because as his, as, as his wife, I'm sure she wants to be supportive and, you know, the way they seem to operate hand in hand, she doesn't want to say, well, I allowed Hollywood or Tyler Perry, Oprah yeah. Winfrey, studio executives or whatever <laughs> to, to make the decision that my husband can't be my manager. But I'm just wondering, like, how do you handle that? Like, if that's your woman, would you be compelled to be like, nah, I'm a state of manager, Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey and Hollywood got to figure it out? Or would you be like, nah, yo, I'm going to step back and let you do your thing? That's a, a gut check for him, man. Yeah, uh, I mean... Yeah. They but benefit together. So he's got to understand that Listen, when she benefits, he benefits. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless he's trying to springboard himself as a manager throughout the industry. I mean, a lot Ooh. of times that happens Ooh, with him as a manager. Exactly. <laughs> that, that happens with a lot of, lot of people. People start off with original managers and then mm-hmm. they realize that at some point that that person can only get them, get them to a certain point. And then that becomes that person moves on and they move on from that person. I think, but for her with him, she's not moving on a relationship, but he's got to understand when she doesn't benefit, he doesn't benefit either. I don't know if he has something else going on outside of this managerial gig, right. but the way they, you know, the way they fund themselves and take care of themselves primarily comes through her. Right. So he's got to understand or take a step back and put your ego aside. Well, you look at like other people, you know, look at Joe Jackson. At some point, the Jackson Five had the fire. Joe yeah. Jackson, right? Yeah. Even if you look at you look at um what's what's her name Wendy Williams when her husband yeah. was her manager you know after a while the talent you close has the home, to win bro. out yeah you know talent has to win out at some point and it just becomes a time where I think as as the supportive spouse you got to kind of be like you know what's more lucrative my managerial mm-hmm. career or career your career as the, as the talent and here's the other thing about it too let's be for real if you if you really look at you know like i guess like her her body of work or whatever it is like it's it's almost like her window is sort of oh, closing yeah no the window is closing like how much longer is she going to be if if all her relevance now is related to doing stuff like this or having these discussions then her whole legacy changed from you was you were once known as a queen of comedy i'm i've never been a fan that thought that she was funny <laughs> but you were once known as the queen of comedy now your legacy is what yo you the woman who keeps beefing with talent mo is talented she's very witty and that's what keeps her going even from the um what was the what was the show she had on wb you're talking about Moesha? Moesha. Nah, it was the spin Not Moesha. Oh, on the Parkers. The yeah. Parkers. I mean, that, that, that had a nice little ride to it. This is the thing. When you start to meet adversaries or adverse situations, that's the time to check yourself. That's when you start checking it. Let me, let me get back to my craft. Mm-hmm. Let me focus on what I got to do and not so much 
the bureaucratic hoopla bullshit. Because she's missing out of that. I think, and I, and from what I understand, she's looking to go on tour with Cat, and that might propel her so she can get back on stage. But you shouldn't have to wait for someone to come along and do that. You should, you I, know, I you being a professional, like Shaw said, Academy mm -hmm. Award winner, you have credentials. You have credentials, but it's how you shop yourself that makes the difference. So now somebody, I got a crazy you know, question somebody, for you. So hold on a second. Somebody said that the Cat Williams and Monique um, tour should be called the Trauma Bonding Tour. Hey, <laughs> 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 right, now think of it this way too. Cat Williams has his own separate gripes with people. Does he really want to link up Monique and add that to the list? Because he's talking about Steve Harvey and Cedric the Entertainer and D.L. Hughley. Now, does he want to add Oprah, Tyler Perry, and everything to the list? I and mean, you join up with Monique? Is, is is her ability worth it? At this point, Cat can give a fine fuck. Cat <laughs> is now... Cat has rolled on his own. He doesn't worry about the bureaucratic crap. That's the reason why he's in the position he's in now. You I don't mean, see him along lines or alongside any of the other people that we talk and seen throughout the years. Maybe Ice Cube or some rappers or something like that. Cat rolls alone, bro. That's that that's all good until the bills start coming in. <laughs> How long has he been doing it? Yeah, that's 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 where it gets worse. There's a difference between getting money and having money. Cat Williams has money. Yeah. When you're not getting it, it changes. You can't buy stuff. They still want housing taxes. They want all of that stuff, whether you're getting it or not. So you gotta pay for it. You, you gotta pay for it. it. And I, I mean, is Monique's talent worth adding up to a tour? <clears throat> I'm gonna take a shot on. We gonna see. <laughs> uh, that movie. That movie was called The Reading. You got The Reading. Yeah, I've, I've never. I never. I never heard of it. Yeah, I never heard. I never heard of it. And you know, I just. I just feel like I would like for her to. Um, for her legacy to be something different, you know, that's what I, I, I would like. Like, I just, I think, yeah, like, you know, she's a phenomenal actress. Like, the, her role and precious to me. Like, I look at this and I, I'm like, yo, it's, it's almost like that she went into this role um, as precious and she still hasn't left out the role. You know, <laughs> a precious, precious mom or whatever. Like, yeah, it's like yo, she's still in character. You know, I'm just, I, I don't know. You know, and then the stuff between her and DL Hughley, I'm just like, oh man, like yo, yeah, yeah. We, got, we got issues with everybody. The issues with um Al Sharpton, he was supposed to help her out, yeah. and he yeah. he sounds like. I think sometimes even a person like even Al Sharpton sit back and look like, wait a minute, she got problems with everybody. Is the problem her or the problem them? After a while, you start <clears> to think <throat> that, like, why yeah. are you looking at yourself? You're you're the you're the Academy Award winner. You're you're the queen of comedy. You got all these accolades that you go under. The, you go under. You shouldn't be worrying about what Tyler Perry and Oprah. All right, are they gatekeepers? Yes, but they're not mm -hmm. gatekeeping everything, bro. Mm. They might be gatekeeping maybe some of the real spots that you think you deserve because you're an Academy Award winner. I get it, and you want your just do. But like you said, you still gotta put food on your table. You still yeah. gotta pay for the necessities. And I wouldn't think, and I don't know that she's so off that she got to put up a toy to get money. I would think she has. No, no, I don't think that. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> all right, so last last, last question on this particular topic. So she said, I think she said something like that she was making roughly two to three million dollars when that happened. 
right a year and it's been 14 years so what's that about 28 let's say 2 million that means 20 20 million dollars in punitive damages is she going to get 14 million dollars from tyler perry and 14 million dollars from oprah winfrey in addition to the apology she's requesting do you think so no no and plus (laughs) you work for tyler perry to get 14 million how many shows you got you be all you be all She be doing spot cameos on all his shows, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, one, one other question, because I don't think that she If you were her, no, no, let's not say if you were her. If you were Tyler Perry, would you hire her? You know what? I would have a conversation. Yeah, I would have a conversation to see what it's about. And if well, that's the thing. She's got to take a different approach or something. like. If, the reason that those rumors didn't stem from rumors, those things actually happened. Whether you like it or not, or you like how they reacted to it, right? Like, like the whole thing about wanting to get more money to go on to promote the movie. Y'all heard about that one, right? Yeah, right. That just doesn't happen. People don't do that. You negotiate a fee, and you know that part of the movie is a promotion. If you didn't like the amount of money you got, you shouldn't have took it. You shouldn't agree to it. Yeah. yeah exactly. when, you, when you start doing stuff like that, it, it's hard to listen to to get people back on your side. Yeah, I um, I think I feel like um that it was her right to say no, because it's a business decision. But I think that you got to then deal with whatever the consequences are. Yeah. Right. Are you yeah. saying so? like I don't see an issue with her saying like, nah, I'm not, you know, I'm not interested in doing it or whatever. Like to me, there's no issue with that. But then whatever the fallout comes from making that decision, that just that that's just you, you. got to own it. You have to live with that. <laughs> so I'm I'm interested in seeing where this goes for um for Monique. Hopefully. You know, um, I don't see them offering an apology or any type of financial compensation, but I hope that she has the opportunity to um to get some kind of peace or closure. Like I don't want to see in another 10 years she's sitting on somebody else's couch <laughs> telling the same story about <laughs> about Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry, probably telling stories that truthfully that people who have previously worked with them already know and realize. Like, you know, it's, it's not like these are industry secrets. Like, we know that there are certain people in every industry that could push the button and ice yeah. somebody out, you know? Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Talking about Cat Williams. yeah. Have you guys, um, so switch against, have you guys seen or heard about this whole um, price increase thing going on around just fast food? the fast food industry you know, and uh we're highlighting we're talking about mcdonald's because mcdonald's in uh darien connecticut repeat re- reportedly um recently sold a big mac meal for 18 dollars yeah big mac meal um there's a lot that goes into this to get a big mac meal uh to 18 dollars but i'm just wondering like what are you guys thoughts on that what do you think about that well, I eat from home, so I don't get. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't make a my my whole my whole life trajectory is totally away from fast food. But eighteen dollars, bro, man, eighteen dollars for a Big Mac meal. But didn't McDonald's start making dollar menus so people could afford it? So I don't think I don't think anything's a dollar anymore. No, they so left it. To, all right, so they went back to. When they, I guess they thought they were official back then when they were the burger to have. $18 is a lot, but people pay for it, man. They'll pay for it. And it's funny that, you know, McDonald's had this, this, uh, this I guess, idea that they would make affordable food. That's the reason why they had a dollar menu. 
saying that the cheap food is now expensive. You get what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. supposed to be cheap because it's cheap food. So, I don't know, man. $18 is a lot for a burger. Processed food, too. And I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I'm not. Well, you, you know what? The, you know what the irony of this is, though, Rob. That remember, once upon a time, people said that they ate unhealthy because it was cheap, it was cheap. But unhealthy, yeah, it was right? Cheap. It was like, yo, I could get something off the dollar menu or whatever it is. But for eighteen dollars, you you could make a meal. Yeah, oh, eighteen dollars, yeah. you could get a whole chicken. <laughs> you went some ground turkey and some spaghetti and sauce. Right, a whole meal that lasts three days instead of some shit you go and run right through your body. So. Uh, but I think, you, you, I think with McDonald's, with where they're losing at, and I think the guy was trying to point out, which is which is crazy, and it goes back to what you said about lower costs and stuff. They're saying that they lost most of the cust- customers that make forty five thousand dollars or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where they you lost. You can't afford to eat there. You yeah. probably could go to like a chain restaurant, on like an Applebee's or something like that, and get a, get something for less than eighteen dollars. But you know what? You know what I think it is. Two for twenty two. It's 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 um the fast food industry is really being squeezed now by a lot of different things like you know like minimum wage is increasing mm-hmm. um the cost of equipment is increasing you know you start looking at like what the actual supply chain fees are and things like that so it's squeezing into people's profit margin and as a result of people not wanting to reduce so much of their profit margin they're trying to pass the cost off to the consumer you know, it's it's hard for us to fathom that McDonald's would need to do that because I, I can't speak for y'all, but in my mind, I just think that every McDonald's is operating successfully and not in a deficit. You know, I just I think McDonald's is like a short shot business. And that's probably why I don't know how much it costs to own a McDonald's franchise, but I'd imagine it's probably quite costly to own a McDonald's franchise. Um, but then when you start factoring in, like, what do you think if they say in Darien, Connecticut, a Big Mac is $18? I think California is about to raise minimum wage to $20 an hour. What do you think a Big Mac is going to cost in California? And minimum wage is $20. It's going to be like going to Ruth Chris for a burger, nigga. (laughs) Think about it. You would say for you to eat at McDonald's, it's going to be an hour worth of salary to eat at McDonald's. This is the thing. And and another reason why people are straying away from it a little bit. It's processed food, bro. A lot of people have really turned around from eating outside food. McDonald's being one of them, one of the longest lasting franchises, as long as we both, all of us have been living, they've been in business. But there was one time where they actually promoted beef hamburgers. Plenty mm-hmm. of that. Well, the milkshakes was all fresh. Everything was original. Even the potatoes from Idaho. They don't do any. They don't do that anymore. And now with video and cameras, they show you how they process that food. That food is not healthy for you. Then you be paying eighteen dollars for a chain. So what do you? Well, here's here's what I would counter argue McDonald's with. If we saying that the wages are increasing and that's the reason why that you need to raise the prices. Well, if you look at the 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 workforce, the workforce is being reduced as a result of automation. Yeah. Right. So there's less cashiers. I've seen like videos where they got the machines that flip the burgers, yeah. stuff like that. Like all of this stuff is being automated. So they, I'm guessing they could probably cut costs around that. But to me, it's just not. I would have never in my mind wrapped my head around somebody making under forty five thousand dollars a year saying that they can't afford to eat at McDonald's. 
I, I just because I always assume that you know, like it's McDonald's a shock because you in your mind you're saying McDonald's and you and, and I'm and I'm just and I'm speaking I'm speaking broadly. You're going to McDonald's, you're going to eat cheap. That's where yeah. That's the thought process, yeah. So why is it eighteen dollars? This is McDonald's. It shouldn't be eighteen for a burger, fries, and a regular soft drink. I gotta pull out twenty dollars and I get two dollars back, maybe a dollar fifty-seven. <laughs> I could then you then that person making only forty-four thousand or forty-five thousand saying, damn, twenty dollars. I can go get some turkey meat, bread. Mm-hmm. You start quantifying yeah. like what's more important. Because I'm a, I'm a burger. I'm gonna I'm be done with that and probably be hungry after that. Yeah. Well, what they still have going, bro. What they still probably have going for them though is that you know people work. You know, if you're a two parent household and both parties work, or if people don't have time to cook every day, that they still go probably get people to pop in and purchase something and have it as a meal. I do agree though. I think that there is much more education around eating healthy and that there are people making a conscious effort to eat a little bit better. That coupled with the cost is probably driving people um, away. But I also, I, I, I just, it's just really hard for me to fathom buying a meal from McDonald's for $18. I mean, I don't, at this point, I don't eat McDonald's. Um, and honestly, I've never had a Big Mac in my life. So I couldn't tell you what a Big Mac is. Here's an interesting thing. I don't know if you guys are aware. Yeah, of it. Good. But a Big Mac is not bad. I don't know if you guys are aware of this that McDonald's is actually opening a new restaurant restaurant too called Kai's MCs that is gonna focus on alternative foods. Not nothing particularly healthy, but it's gonna be drinks like coffees, teas, lattes, shakes, and stuff like that. They must be trying uh, to trying to get into the Starbucks business. So it's like for some place that's losing money, they launching a whole new business model, business line. I think I think what it is is that eventually I did see something where they are. Remember you talked about the dollar menu, mm-hmm. where they're talking about coming up with a dollar, two dollar, and three dollar menu of, st- mm-hmm. of items. They're talking about bringing something like that back. Like then they used to have like a snack wrap or something mm-hmm. like that, and yeah, like those wrap, those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. Yo, the thing about it is, I I once saw like a documentary or something where they was talking about you know McDonald's has a head chef, and now for things to get on the McDonald's menu, it, I think they said it takes like a two year or three year process. But when you go abroad, you go to other countries, some of the things that's on the menu is not even they haven't even gotten over here yet. Like you see, um, McDonald's chicken wings, Mitsuki, <laughs> and all these different things yeah. that you're like, yo, McDonald's sell this yeah. stuff. Demographic, bro. The mix shrimp. <laughs> I got something interesting for you guys about that, and it, and it speaks to what you were saying. In London, they don't allow all these different things with foods. So the first thing, the sizes, a large, yeah. a large oh, in London, the United States, the that medium, yeah. How you call it? No trans fat. They don't mm-hmm. really serve, so they don't do any high fructose syrup. That is beef. And while as a matter of the price is still not as high as eighteen dollars. <laughs> no. So no. what does that say? Amer- it's just it's just an American lifestyle. You, if you have to, maybe it's tied to the conscious living that if you spend more money for food, you're eating better. But mm. the product is still the same. You still have this. It's still the same product. It's still processed meat. It's still chopped up. It's not what it used to be. Yo, you gotta remember, McDonald's bragged about selling 50 billion hamburgers worldwide. 
Mm. If you know yourself consciously, just mathematically, it ain't that many cows on the planet. That's a, <laughs> a whole lot of it's a whole lot of heart disease. Because the McDonald's <laughs> is the only industry or conglomerate selling burgers, and you boasting that you're selling fifty billion a year or whatever, and that you got to change the product. You want to spend eight? You want to charge people eighteen dollars? Give people a real hamburger. Well, here's, you know what I just what you're saying. I just thought about it. So maybe the other reason why the prices are going up is because, you know, like to go to the store. I don't know if you guys have noticed lately, but if you go to the store and buy a pack of ground beef, the cost around that is up as well. Yeah, you know. So everything matters if, if a person has enough common sense to be like, well, if I get a pack of ground beef, I can make burgers for everybody in the family, versus spending eighteen dollars to get a Big Mac, some fries, and maybe. A soda. I'm. I always be bugging out when I see people get like them crazy big meals and get a diet coke. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that joint be having me gone. I'm like, yo, give me a big. I don't. But McDonald's don't do super size no more, right? Didn't they get backlash behind that after the niggas had diabetes? But you know what's interesting? I think some of the fast food thing is that with the emergence of the need of constantly having two family working homes. The amount of time if you have more business home, prepare food, exactly. stuff, everything else. But I'm sure if more people are more basically what we see more people are opting at home to try it than before than it used to be. Yeah. I don't know. With inflation up, man, the way inflation is, we talked about it last time. People can't even put a thousand dollars aside. Imagine having to eat twenty dollar happy meals. Yeah, that's what one 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 person, one person. So I mean, if you got a family, right? How you gonna feed? Are you gonna feed three kids and they all want Big Macs? Damn, damn, it's not gonna happen, bro. Yeah, you go, you gonna make mama burger. You gonna be patting them up, that ground beef <laughs> Wonder Bread with peppers hanging out of it. Yo, he said the Wonder Bread. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if people still eat on um, burgers and, and and glizzies on regular bread. <laughs> <laughs> be surprised, bro. <laughs> be surprised you're still out there with a pack of French boiling regular bread. Some yeah, one bread. People still boil glizzies? Son, listen. <laughs> like eating a cheese frank. Oh, oh, I think my heart, my blood pressure go right through the roof. Austin Myers. Uh, yo, speaking of Frankfurters, <laughs> yo. I don't know if you guys have been following along with like the stuff that's going on with Donald Trump and his recent court case, but it's it's right now it's, it's obvious that Donald Trump is the front runner to be the Republican nominee for um president. And the polls indicate that if the election was today, that he would he smear Joe Biden's ass. He owned almost every state. Um, what are your two, thoughts? Two, two of his buddies, two of his buddies. I mean, to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Who his buddies already dropped? Um, that were going against him dropped out. What's Florida dude? DeSantis. DeSantis. Yeah, he's, he's like, I, I can't. Like Christie and DeSantis been yeah been out. But I watched, the, I watched the interview with Christie this week though. It's interesting. He said that he said that he won't vote for Trump and he can't support him. And he said he can't support Nikki Haley because when she eventually drops out, she's going to support Trump. He said the only thing stopping the Democrats from winning is Joe Biden. He said they could put anybody else up and they will win. But Joe Biden, and, and you see yesterday, I think, it, I don't know who it was, it might have been the Attorney General, did some crazy thing where he discredited Biden, talking about he couldn't remember. Yeah, mentally, his mental fortitude to be president. But if Trump, if Trump 
is convicted, what does that mean for Republicans? Who's who else? Nick Nikki Haley? Maybe. I, I, I think they would try to circumvent it. I don't think they would, they would agree. Listen to me, as a as a felon, you're not supposed to be able to run, but I At think all. they would find a way to circumvent it. At all. You can't run for no public office once you're yeah, I I'm I'm think that I think they would find a way to circumvent it. So he, so, he gets he gets convicted. It's a wrap. Well, so this is what I was gonna say. Like, is, if he gets convicted, does that does that lead to the next insurrection? Like, are people gonna go off? Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, I can see that happening. That, that I can see. Happening. I can see that. I can yeah. see that happening. Absolutely. Now, here's the other thing. Here, another part of this. So, and it might already be happening at the Texas border. Keep so, so yo, look. So here's another part. Of so, if Trump is convicted. What does that mean for democracy, though? Because, you know, truthfully, I'm not a Trump supporter, but I do know part of all these um, legal things that he has going on. It is politically motivated also because people are like, yo, they want him out of there. I personally don't believe that that's a good strategy for Democrats to solely bank on getting him convicted so he doesn't get elected rather than having a formidable opponent. But that seems to be like their game plan like yo we don't need to worry about it he gonna be convicted so he ain't gonna be able to run what does that say to democracy though if we saying that we we're for open and free elections i mean i think i think what, what the worst part about it is that we a lot of stuff we base democracy on is tradition and not necessarily logic mm -hmm. so think of it this way the only reason that joe biden is even getting to run is because that's what the what we dictate usually happens so when have you seen a sitting president go for a second term, get removed and replaced? Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's the only reason. I don't even think the Democrats would necessarily, if they could switch candidates, they would. But that would just send things probably into more turmoil than right. leaving him there. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's more so the logic piece is lost. Like realistically, even with Joe, with Joe Biden, they couldn't, could Kamala Harris win an election? I mean, I personally I don't think so. Think so. Yeah, I don't think that she has enough visibility over these last um, few years. You know, here's the other thing, though, that to me, I see a lot of like this. I feel like that there is in particular. There's this to me, I see like a lot of selective patriotism. And when I say selective patriotism, I mean, I feel like that there are people that they they specifically determine like these are things that I want to be patriot, uh, patriotic about. So yeah. when we start talking about free elections and democracy and stuff like that and the possibility of Trump being taken off the ballot because he's a convicted felon people lose their mind and go crazy over it and say like nah that's not democracy but in the same vein those same people will be in support or understanding of an insurrection when an election you know was lost and stay yeah. like nah you know he didn't do anything wrong or whatever like one of the things that i feel like that this country has been built on to what you were saying Kenyatta, a lot of it is just sort of like tradition like so there's a tradition about a peaceful transfer of power you know if you lose the election or if you lose the election you want to uh, protest there's a um a process by yeah. which you protest you um you protest the election this is not yo i'm yo i'm rounding up my dudes we storming the capitol <laughs> and, and or tell the vice president whoever it is don't ratify the votes don't do you know yeah. like all of those things to me don't really fit the mold of patriotism and when i see stuff like that i'm like how do how do we say that we're patriots so that we're patriotic and we co-sign something where you know like we're supposed to be a democracy where a person loses a, a, a fee a free and fair election and they refuse to leave but then now we'll be an uproar if he's taken off the ballot and say like well the election is rigged or whatever it is i just don't i think it's 
it's selective outrage around yeah. which ones we're gonna be. If we're gonna be patriots, then we need to be patriotic and we need to uphold the constitution and the traditions to a T. We're not who we say we are. We're hypocrites. This country is a hypocrite. It's hypocrite, man. They say one thing and do another. And that's been the nature of this country since it's been in the country. And it's not gonna look good. He, he gets convicted. Then we get Biden who can't remember nothing. Now, <laughs> yo, if we, wherever we go, we we in a shithole of a spot. So, um, you, yeah, I'm sorry. I was gonna say I'm not so I'm not certain that we've seen the last of Ron DeSantis, like because I think that if if Trump does get convicted and it's a situation where they can't figure out a way to get him back on the ballot, I feel like then mm-hmm. a disciple, a Trump disciple, like a Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis will, yeah, like people, his supporters will move behind him. And I, and the other thing is, honestly, this is something different from this particular topic, but I feel like Trump's political ambitions is motivated by his own desire to stay out of prison. You know, like he knows yeah. if he's a sitting president that he can't be prosecuted or convicted oh, yeah. said crime. His whole presidency is cyclic. Listen, I'll be the president to stay out of jail and stay out of jail while being the president. So that's that's his, that's his whole thing. And somewhere along the lines, he's going to try to figure out or create a loophole to pardon himself from everything before he, yeah, he, got, he got he got the pull of the GOP. The GOP. Yeah, is so right, he'll basically right. walk away scot free, and that's the plan. But you figure if they convict him, he doesn't become the president. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else if. if Biden's not gonna do it, but if Nikki Haley or one of them, they will pardon him anyway. Yeah, I, I don't. I probably from based on pressure, but he said a lot of horrible things about Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. You know, which really he didn't need because he was clobbering both of them in the polls. I guess just his ego wouldn't allow him not to bash them. But so that, that goes to show you what type of people they are too. Though this man went out there and just assassinated you, said all types of crazy stuff or whatever. And you drop out, and the first thing you say, I'm gonna support Trump. Yeah. I mean, um, that's how you know it's a game, man. Yeah, oh, it's, well, that's, that's party party affiliation. Yeah, yeah. and that's we we voting based on party affiliation, not what's best for the people of the country and what's logical or makes sense. Like this guy is running on a platform where he wants to remove remove all types of recollection of slavery from books and all types of things. <laughs> this right foolishness alone, he shouldn't have been even allowed to. And the sad thing about it is there's actually a minority that probably would have voted for him, too. Of course. Of course. Um, it, you know what it kind of goes back to? You ever hear when they, people be like, well, you know, this person ain't racist, but the racists think he racist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you ain't racist, but the racists think you're racist. racist. What does that mean? Yeah, you yeah. are racist, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got the dog whistle. Man, um... Netflix acknowledged what all of us have known for years. Netflix acknowledges <laughs> that piracy is hard to prevent and is growing. Do you guys think that there's anything that Netflix could possibly do to combat piracy? And if so, what is it? Um, I, I, I can tell you, I don't know if they, I know that they're trying to combat sharing logins. <laughs> that, that I know they're trying if to you log in, If you log in from anywhere but your IP address, they definitely <laughs> yeah. got a thing where it's sent it to whoever the owner is like, yo, are you trying to log in? Yeah, that they're that they trying to combat. So they're going to get a few more dollars off of that. But piracy has been going on all the time. Remember back, even back when things like Napster, mm-hmm. people still Napster, like BitTorrent and all types of stuff like tapes. that. 
yeah, so. <laughs> I don't I don't know how you stop piracy. I, I think that I don't even you know it's funny. I think I think the corporations may want to stop piracy, but I don't think I don't think like as far as like the money that comes in from a lot of these different streams and stuff that happens. I don't think people even care. Like if they really wanted to go hard at these things, they could, but there's no real no real motivation. Themselves. Yeah, no motivation to do it. I think mm-hmm. they'll hurt themselves trying and they'll lose money because there's mm-hmm. over hundred million unsubscribed Netflix un- people that don't have subscriptions that are watching. Over a hundred million have yeah. access to Netflix that don't even have a subscription. That's a lot of people. <laughs> That's a lot of people. A hundred million. Hundred million? Damn. So how many yeah. people are subscribed to? <laughs> um, they got one million subscriptions and a hundred million people. It, it, it said the U.S. economy suffered twenty-nine billion dollar loss from online piracy last year. Mm-hmm. So everyone's robbing everybody. It's just like burnt CDs and tapes on twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go flip the nigga tape box over. <laughs> Yo, the um. You know the movie studios are feeling it too. Oh yeah, box office ain't getting nothing. They tell you right when the movie comes on, they tell you, yeah, in theaters where. <laughs> what mm. theater? I mean, some of them have this. Some people do go, but it's not. Yeah, then you got to pay thirty dollars for that. So imagine that. You know, um, well, that's why they try to change like the movie experience, though. Like, if you go to movies now, like you have dining theaters, the yeah. pizza luxury seats, they all kind of around. And so. all that. Which is that? Sell <laughs> McDonald's at the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. It'd be twenty-five dollars for that Big Mac meal. Yeah. So here's the, here's the, here's the issue with I think like the, the stuff with piracy that's hurting Netflix, right? Netflix, when Netflix first came out. You know, and just these movies, like in general, like piracy in general, before in order to access these films and everything, you had to be much more computer savvy. You had to know how to navigate around the web to get to this stuff and torrents and all these different things and how to download. But now they got sites where it's literally a click, like watch a free. I'm not, I ain't gonna say it on here, but you click, (laughs) literally click a movie and watch a movie. You know, and literally watch a movie. So anybody basically with the internet, you probably could watch them on your phone if you yeah. wanted to. And I'm sure most of them are like what's theater quality to be able to watch what's in the theater. So you yeah. competing with that, that makes it difficult. I think what Netflix has done to attempt to combat piracy is Netflix has started creating their own original content, yeah. which helps them to a degree. But a, another danger that I think that they have is that there are now all these different streaming services so you know yeah. you figure when um who was it was it uh disney disney had like the marvel stuff so disney was pulling all their stuff off a of streaming platform to build up their streaming platform so all the content that you once had once had from all these other places once they start pulling their content to build their streaming platform netflix did have to go to like we need to create original content and everything and i've seen the evolution of netflix from when netflix was couple of dollars a month and you know it was you know yeah and it was like yo you could what i really used to love about netflix is if you wanted to watch something you could watch it in in its entirety you know the whole season 15 episodes you could binge Mm -hmm. watch now netflix has gotten smart enough where they realize you know what if we do that we may get a subscriber for less than a month or a month you know if we dole it out for a couple of weeks we gotta at least keep somebody around for a couple of months because they want to see whatever it is the series so they i think that's going to be evolving 
business model that they're always going to have to constantly look at if they want to be successful. Plus, with that rolling out all the things, that actually promotes, again, the piracy. So if you roll out the whole season, the people that's pirate and they get to get put the whole season out there. Whereas if you at least slow flow it, you get less, less interest. Some people are getting smarter though. I don't know if you guys heard about the ESPN, TNT, Fox merger thing. So no, they're, trying to, they're putting it, all their sports divisions together. So it's going to be one streaming platform for mm -hmm. all sports. And you think about it, if they get it all together, it's, it's, it still can't stop the piracy, but at least cuts it down because now you got a single point Controller. And with, yeah, like people go everywhere. Was founded on piracy. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's a pirate. Well, the, I mean, you know, the the other thing is, well, I, there was a time when I felt like better product, you know, also would have would have would have helped too. Like, all right, if you actually made a movie that was worth going to see in the theater, that may help. Because there was movies when we were growing up that people look forward to, like, yo, I gotta go see that in the theater. I can't watch that on bootleg. Why can't we no. get a better product? Monique, better product. Better product. <laughs> I will say this. I think Marvel movies still do fairly well in the movies. Like those Marvel movies. It depends. Yeah. Their most recent their most recent ones I don't think performed as well as what they thought they would. Yeah, like the Marvels and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Think, yeah. yeah, it didn't perform as well. But those are exorbitant budgets. You didn't put together 200, 300 million dollar budgets and you thinking that you're going, you know. Well, I don't know what they did internationally, but domestically they weren't as big as what they thought they would do. You know, Netflix complaining. They ain't complaining what they did to cable because cable's out the window because of nothing. That is true, yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. Netflix complaining, oh, that nigga's yeah, but you done robbed cable, motherfucker. I'm gonna tell you, you know what though? I'm gonna tell you how cable cable about to be out of here just in general. <laughs> yeah. every, you see every channel got an app now. Yeah, yes, sir. Every yeah. channel got an app, so you can go watch every channel got an app. So now it's gonna be like, yo, I'm just gonna buy the apps. But here's the thing about that with every channel having an app. By the time you buy all the apps for the channels that you like, same price of cable. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You know, you'll be like, damn, I'm back up to Four hundred dollars. I didn't got all these channels. No. Yo, cable got me in a chokehold though because cable have you purchasing, you know, channels that you don't want, and they lumping in with the good channels. Like, you know, I want to be able to watch Canaan, uh, the Power, whatever it is on Stars. You know, so I got to purchase the National Geographic. I actually like National Geographic channels. I got to purchase something else that I don't care nothing about. Showbox, you know, or, or yeah. Showtime. Yeah whatever do you keep cable because of your internet yeah pretty much pretty much because i don't use my home phone and i and i ain't gonna say it on here maybe i watch movies another way and watch yeah. television shows another way i have access to watch television shows another way. <laughs> yeah navigate around yeah maybe i have an app or apps that i watch yeah. that don't require um <laughs> me actually having to have cable you know um but yeah, so yeah, I, I guess Netflix. I don't know if they see it as so much of a um, of a threat, um, you know, as some of the other things. But here's something I like. Has anybody seen any any um, Tubi piracy? Like any movies? From <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you know, that, that's the homeboy network right there. Son. Yeah, if you you pirate in a Tubi movie, like uh, you struggle, bro. Yeah, yo, yeah. I mean, yo, five thousand on the whole production. Yo, but uh, let's be yo. Some of them Tubi movies might be better than some of the recent Monique productions, though. Well, well, that's where I, I don't want to say it, but I think that's where she might end up. 
Shot. You, <laughs> you catch yeah. any TV movies? Yeah, I caught a few. Of them, bro. Some of them are like different pieces. Some of them are just like they just. I mean, like the quality of them. But you know, honestly, I told y'all before, like during the pandemic, I was watching them Amazon Prime movies or whatever. Yeah. The quality yeah. is not great, but some of them they have like compelling stories. A lot yeah. of stories are the same, but I appreciate somebody's dream was to make a film and they made a film. Have yeah. you actually caught a TV movie? Yeah, I've seen. I've, I've, I've yeah, seen. I've seen two more. Do you do you do you think they're good? I watch it. <laughs> you ever seen um, all black? <laughs> you ever seen all all black movie? Nah, I never seen that. Yeah, basically yeah. the same thing as Tubi. <laughs> Listen, oh, there's a name for everybody, man. So if you don't want to get pirated, make up your own network. Come Dame Dash and make up your own shit. Fuck. Yeah, I've never watched anything on his network either. Have you? Nah. I, I don't even know what it is. So why? Something or whatever. It's an app. He has an app. app. He has an app. Congratulations to Killer Mike winning a Grammy at what? What is he, 48? Yeah. Monthly yeah. Grammys at the age congratulations of Congratulations or not congratulations. Congratulations. I didn't listen to Killer Mike's album yet. Did you? Did any of y'all hear it? Mm, you know what? I, I heard a couple of songs. Yeah, I didn't give it. A, I didn't give it the just do. I did hear the, the Andre three thousand joint. I think I heard yeah. CeeLo, the joint he did with CeeLo, but I haven't given it my ear. I don't know. I think it just kind of faded. I was listening to some other stuff, and I just need double back on it. But I hear it's a dope joint. Yeah, so, I'm gonna check it out. I'm definitely gonna check it out. What do you guys think about his um his arrest at the Grammys? I think that was. I think that was all set up. Yeah, I mean, my opinion. You set up how? Like set, set up for a promotion for him or set up like they set him up? To to to, to kind of stain his night. Oh. For a yeah, misdemeanor. Something small. I mean, it happened. Whatever it happened. A scuffle with security about seating or whatever. So what? But to make a spectacle of it on a night like that, yeah. I don't think that was... That was happenstance. I don't think that was coincidence at all. That's just my opinion. I mean, it, it, it just seemed like, like listen, it's completely unnecessary. I mean, the sad part about it was it could have been precipitated from the from the um, Will Smith stuff or something, where the last time some incident happened, they didn't arrest somebody or didn't do it. Right. I mean, I'm sure, sure that might have been considered, but in this particular, they, they could have, if the people involved, it wasn't Killer Mike, it's more so a security. So bringing bringing him in or something is just like a level of embarrassment or something. It was it was too much. Like come on, on a night like that, it just made me feel like this is the shit black men gotta go through. The moment you get someone up there, you gotta cut them off at the ankles on a on a, a historic night on top mm-hmm. of them. You know what I mean? Because that whole night was ran by women, the sisters. They was I was like, any brothers collecting any damn thing up here? Like anybody? Yeah, I haven't watched an award show and I have no idea. Yeah. Women <laughs> cleaned up that night. It was a it was a total show for them. And for mm. that to be a storyline that hit this man, he sweeps album of the year, song of the year, performance of the year, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then you, then, then you, the cameras just pan this way. That him get getting escorted out. What, what did you think about Jay Z's speech? 
Oh, some people shouldn't even be on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he was he was telling he was definitely Listen, telling the truth. I get I tell the truth when I get nervous too. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely, definitely tell us. Only thing he wasn't telling the truth about was I definitely didn't think I don't know who won album of the year, but I definitely didn't think Beyonce's last album was album of the year worthy. The album Lemonade should have gotten. I know this last album didn't really have much replay value to me, but for some reason, a lot of Beyonce albums don't have a lot of replay value to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this last album, he had a couple of songs on it that I was like, oh, these are good songs, but I just don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't album of the year material for me. It didn't stick with me to make me be like, oh, yeah, this is, you know. And the irony of it is, I feel like this last album, she really recreated a Solange album. Like really went the Solange vibe and got Raphael Sadiq and like other type of musicians and writers and stuff like that. Like she really went for that kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, what I've, up, bro? Peace, I've several times. I, I think it's pretty good. Like I don't know about album of the year worthy, but I think in Jay Z's position for him to say he's kind of in a safe position. What I mean by that is he's completely out of the industry. So there's no penalization like say say he was still making records and stuff well jay-z had did that if he was still a person up for grammys and stuff like that in the kanye west situation i don't yeah. know if he'd have been so forthcoming or, yeah. or so talkative if he was still you know massively involved in the music industry i think it's easy to talk about something where you have no skin in the game you're out the way yeah and he has no no there's no results or anything that can happen to him as a result of it now, why drop an album now? <laughs> they yeah. said, I've heard something like that, but I don't even think he would care. At this point, it would just probably be out of the love of him doing it. I don't think he would care yeah. about anything else. Yeah. Or I think Jay-Z has been like, he's demonstrated that he knows how to package up a product. And like, remember, I don't remember he put out the Magna Carta, Carta album, whatever. And it was like, first people who buy the phone, you know, you get the download with the phone. Yeah, the Samsung, like, yeah, I remember that whole deal, yeah. Yeah, like, he was, was getting it. Like, yeah, I remember, like, the first iPod I got, I think it had a U2 song already downloaded on it. I'm like, I don't want this. <laughs> but, yo, that's 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 good business practice. That's good oh, business yeah, practice. He's a marketeer, bro. He knows mm-hmm. what he's doing. That's back to the word product. You gotta, you gotta, you I know gotta where you're going with this, man. Yo, you gotta work on your product, man. And I'm learning that now with what I'm doing. Like, you gotta work on it. Work on it, man. And once you present it, make it undeniable. Mm. Well, remember, Rob, I was just telling you, uh, initially I didn't necessarily know about that 10,000 hours thing, but now I'm starting to believe in it more. Yo, oh, like, you gotta have 10,000 10, hours of mastery? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put it, in. Put it in, and when you know what, put another ten thousand in, and put another ten thousand in. Get get so ingrained in it that something that someone say get so ingrained with doing something a certain way that you that you don't mess it up or you don't want to mess it up. Something he said, but it, it was become second nature. Yeah, it becomes so ingrained that you're looking for the errors to make sure it sounds right. It's not messed up. 
as for putting them ten thousand hours in that time, bro. Yeah. Work on your I think. Product, yo, but I, I do think that also, like in the same regard, like what do they say? Like, um, what's the what's the, the saying they got where they say something like perfection is the enemy of what is it? Yeah, don't don't let um perfection be the enemy of the good. Yeah. It's like, you know, like when you get so ingratiated with like, yo, all right, this got to be perfect, then you don't have, you can't ever deliver on anything. Like, how long have you been waiting for detox now? Ain't, ain't, no, ain't no perfect. Ain't... <laughs> <laughs> that ain't, ain't no album. in the world, bro. That yeah. album ain't never coming out, you know, because no. of perfection. Yo, in the spirit of Netflix, you know, and um, just everything that we talk about, Netflix with their, their rising cost. <laughs> McDonald's, the $18 Big Mac meal. I'll give me five this week is the five most overpriced things that we purchase. Five. Mm-hmm. Yo, let me give you, I'll give you my five first. Yeah. Okay. Number one, cable television. <laughs> cable television. I, agree with, I agree with that. Cable, yo, cable, boy, they'll get you on, what is it, the triple play package or whatever, get you on that promotion. <laughs> Over. Oh, yeah. Yo, and then the thing is, if you tell them, yo, take my phone off or whatever, they'd be like, all right, that reduce your bill by seven dollars. But now you don't got the package, so. But the yeah. surcharge goes up when you take the phone off. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that. All right, the uh, the next thing I'm gonna say, um, cell phone bills. Yeah. Cell phone. Have you ever looked at your cell phone bill like in detail, like all the other charges and all that stuff. charges and all that or whatever? You know, once upon a time, cell phone companies, this is what I mean about being innovative and ahead of the curve. Like cell phone companies realized the real money was monetizing the data. Remember before they used to charge you a certain amount of money um, to use your minutes. And then if you went over the minutes and yeah, then it yeah. was like, if you spoke after seven o'clock, it was free. free yeah. Now you could probably get unlimited minutes, but like 200 megabytes of data or something like that. Yeah, because they realized like the actual, yeah, for cheap, the actual sale and where they make money is the data. The data. So cell phone bills, but by, by the time you look at the cost of the data, and a damn phone is probably God only knows how much. So people finance phones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I got cell phone bills at number two. Number three, gym memberships. The reason why I say gym memberships is because yo, a gym membership is like a Suge Knight death row contract. Yo, to get out of a gym membership contract, you could forget about it. Yo, you they are not letting you out of them contracts. I'm gonna go with a gym membership. Um, fast food. Yes. Fast food also. Fast food went from like we said earlier, went from you could get something off the dollar menu to now you go in and you, you know, they ring up whatever it is. You look and you be like, yo, wait a minute, how much is this? Definitely fast food. And then lastly, college. <laughs> college like yo the cost of college is astronomical college is so damn expensive that you you it's automatic almost like failure to launch which once you graduate you can't even go right into your career and make decent enough money to live on your own there are people that's doctors that start off as residents and don't make enough money because their student loans is astronomical so i'm gonna go with college and then my honorable mention is remember the guy that ran on the platform in new york city the rent is too damn high rent rent in new york rent rent like to live in new york i don't know how people live in new york but rent like you get there are people renting studios in new york for like twenty five hundred dollars oh yeah 400 square feet <laughs> that's my five cable tv cell phone gym membership fast food and college who want to go next all right i'll go i i gotta definitely say the cell phones yeah cell phone bill thing is crazy 
Um, eating out in general, eating out in general is, is way overpriced uh, in general. Yeah, if you um, got a family, yeah, you know, like I mean, if you go think about it, you go to grocery stores, you go to a grocery store before you bought a hundred dollars worth of groceries, you could fill up your fridge and your pantry. Easy. Now, a hundred dollars might be a meal, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rent, like you said, rent anywhere. Rent is just rent. Like if somehow somebody decided that living in a crappy place for three thousand dollars is okay, <laughs> <laughs> and then people fighting over to get that crappy place for three thousand mm. dollars. I think that's four. Let me see what else. Um, you know, life. I'm gonna tell you another one that's funny, and so my wife will get kicked off for this. Coffee. People go into this damn Starbucks and all these different. Five dollars and six dollars for a cup of coffee. Designer, designer that's overpriced. Yeah, that's What's definitely overpriced. Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks yeah. coffee with all the junk in it, like six dollars for a cup or something. Yeah, nah, Starbucks. Yo, I used them, them, them frappuccinos used to have me in a stranglehold. Yeah, <laughs> the pressure. Yeah, I was had like a serious sugar addiction to them joints. I had to take myself off them. Wait, like ten dollars. Nah, if you know, if you get a grande, it's like five dollars and change, six dollars or something like that. <laughs> now I'm addicted to the mango refreshers. See that? <laughs> six dollars yeah. for mango refresher. Water, yeah, some mango like flavor. Five dollars, yeah. 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 All right, Rob, what you got? What's your What's your five? I agree with you on cable. Cable is a fucking ripoff. That's three, four hundred dollars. I'm like, all I've got is the internet. Well, I don't even watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel the same way. I'm like, yo, what the hell? I don't want, yo. Some of the stuff that like the channels that I got on cable, they bundle the package that's crazy. So in order for you to get stars, you gotta buy some nondescript channel that ain't got nothing to do oh with it. Oh my god, man! I for, I forced myself to watch HGTV. Well, I like HGTV. Yeah. HGTV is actually pretty good. Yeah, channel. I like HGTV. I forced myself to watch AMC and they they're smart too they don't put all the channels you want in one package either uh, yeah man. that's what i said yeah channels for nothing eggs eggs you said eggs is too damn expensive i like eggs yeah i don't it's eat that. i don't eat eggs um how you call it like i mean i eat eggs if it's mixed in the ingredients something but I, I don't eat eggs how much is the eggs for a dozen now almost seven dollars like seven dollars three three and change i don't know if that's because of where i live demographically shit is expensive milk too yeah milk is expensive oh milk is expensive milk what the fuck is going on with milk milk, milk, milk and me cost more than a gallon of gas netflix netflix is almost thirty dollars <laughs> netflix is thirty dollars how many people you got on it yo did you hear also that netflix was toying with the idea of bringing commercials like for to get advertising revenue oh you mean like hulu yeah yeah, yeah so netflix mm. i think is 24 dollars now yeah i think it oh. is i remember paying 7.99 go figure and the motherfucking toll of getting to New York City. <laughs> yeah, that, that. George Washington Bridge? No, son. When you pass 59th Street, you're going to oh. get hit with a toll. So if you're going to the Nick game, no. you want to go to Macy's, you want to go anywhere through past 59th Street, $23 if you're coming out of town. Damn. Seven, nine dollars yeah. for people that live in the city. But you, you, once you pass it once, 
you can pass it go back and forth make sure you got your easy pass within the same day you so if you pay it one time you, can, you, can, you might as well yeah. go down there and stay yeah. $23 yeah I, I, yeah I did the math it cost me to go if I go to the city and go back out go back that without gas is $70 what under 20 yeah with the tolls with that $23 toll to go to Manhattan the bridge and the other toll and going back it'll be $70 yo so what does that mean because there's a ripple effect what does that mean for the parking garages down there well they're gonna lose money because a lot of people are gonna be trying stop to stop driving. if you if you get a parking lot I'm telling you right now you get a parking lot in the in like around the 60s mm-hmm. the 70s you gonna make a killer yeah because mad people will park up and drive oh, walk and jump on the walk in. Yeah. I'll take an Uber in mm-hmm. well yeah Damn, you said twenty something. I knew about it, but I didn't realize it was gonna be that high. Yeah, right, bro. Once you go downtown, if you're going past 59th Street, and when's that supposed to happen? It's, it's already right. happening. Oh, you guess it's I can't go down to the city. It's in the park, bro. <laughs> I know. I think I got hit because I went down to the class and I had to go down to Houston Street. So, oh, that's the yeah, that's the way downtown. No, I I, I know my my easy pass got dinged. Damn, so that's the toll, son. How much were you? How much were parking down there? You park? You went? You parked in the garage? No, so I found a little hood spot. <laughs> that's good. Yo, that's good that you found parking on the street. I had to get down there about an hour early before the class started, so I drove around. And I found a spot. I yeah. was like fifty, sixty dollars to be in the room. Park a lot for an hour, or two, or whatever. Yeah, twenty-five dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah, that parking is especially if you even if you got a bigger vehicle too. You know, you could have a, you know, whatever they deem to be. Oh, this is an SUV. It's fifty dollars an hour. Yeah, big space, big space. We need two, two prices. Big space. Yeah, yeah. it's nuts. And everybody's nuts. a hustler in New York. Everyone wants to hustle. So, Jim, damn. In closing, any closing words? Closing words. What you got, Yada? Oh, again, what's in my? I looked at um the NBA. You got some trades and different stuff. The Lakers didn't make any moves. So we should expect LeBron to be complaining <laughs> for the rest of the next season. Yes, next season, he'll be complaining forever. Whatever. They will not win a championship, and he will just be complaining. Mm. Expect the expect LeBron complain fest and expect, um, what's his name, the coach to get fired. That's 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 the Darvin Ham? Darvin Ham, yeah. He, he's basically cooked ham. That's he's it for him. Baked ham. He's yeah. Darvin here. Rob, what about you? Um, not much, man. Stay healthy. I'm still on the juicing. You know, it's kind of part of our lifestyle now. So we um, we eat our meals. I had a empanada, an empanada taco, mm. um, which is pretty good, but it's very light. It's not heavy, and I'm still juicing, man. And energy is still there. I feel great. Like I said I do my little workouts. Work out in the morning. Try to work out at night, but in the morning is better. Mm. Stay healthy, man. Everybody stay healthy, man. These these years coming up are gonna be tight. And you know, if McDonald's is charging you eighteen, yeah, I'm telling you, you might go get a pack of pack of ground beef. Go make your own burgers out this motherfucker. <laughs> Stay wise out here. That's it. Stay wise. Yeah, I ain't getting no $18 burger from <laughs> McDonald's. Yo, um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just going to saying this, um, you know, just to go back to the stuff with Monique. Like, again, like, I, I get 
um and i appreciate her saying also that you know when people tell her like she need to move past it you know it didn't happen to any of us so it's easy to say you know you need to move past it i respect that you know in that regard maybe she doesn't need to move past it but i stand on what i what i said like i just don't want to see her legacy be defined as somebody who had all this great talent as an actress um spend the rest of her time seeking out apology and financial compensation from oprah winfrey and tyler perry when those are two people that i think that they so far sitting up here that i don't think that they even going to reply to whatever it is she got going on like at the end of the day club shay shay could get 15 million views of the interview and all that you look at the cat williams stuff cat williams viral moment has passed us right he had like a week run with a viral moment and now it's her week you know, next week we'll be talking about somebody else and Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry will be back scot-free in the clear as a result of their transgressions also. I hope that Monica um, could heal from it, you know, and that she could yeah. get like, some other opportunities before it's too late to dispel the rumors that they spread about her to demonstrate to people that she's not hard to work with and that she is a talented actress and that she is somebody who um who other people enjoy spending time around you know if she could do that i think she'd be perfectly fine i agree with that leave leave all that shit alone focus on your craft focus on your product (laughs) sure catch everybody on the next one peace out everybody salute thank you for tuning in peace